welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of the wonderful, beautiful, flowery things of love, but then also talks about the things that might not be so good in all of your favorite made-for-TV romances. Like the kinds you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, and various other places that you can watch eventually on Amazon Prime. Yes. I believe the one we're talking about today dropped on I don't know if it actually dropped on HBO or if it was just one of those ones that like ended up on the HBO streaming service because that's where initially I mm. saw it. But yeah, what does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> um, but I hope everybody's hungry because today we are talking about a movie called Off the Menu. We initially considered this for Cinco de Mayo, but we have a special plan for our next one. But then we were happy to find out that this movie is also perfect for today, which is Earth Day. Happy Earth Day! Happy Earth Day, Earth, and every Earthling who inhabits it. Um, Yeah, this movie is just super all about, like, being natural and respecting animals and, like, no hormones and closing, like, the ecological loop and shit. So Mm -hmm. we thought this was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, So off the menu, dropped initially February 6th. 2018, Um, and this is the synopsis from Amazon. An unlikely heir to a Mexican fast food franchise goes cuisine hunting for the next culinary big thing and finds himself in a small, dusty New Mexican town where foodies come from all over to salivate over the culinary treats of a local, authentic, and feisty female chef. And it stars... Dania Ramirez and my personal heartthrob, Santino Fontana. Hello, Santino. <laughs> so, one of the reasons we love Santino Fontana is he is Crazy Ex Girlfriend's first season Greg. So, first season Greg, Santino Fontana plays Joel, who is a lawyer in LA who works at his family's Bobo Taco Bell. Uh, type franchise called Tortilla Hut. And he works at the corporate headquarters, but he's definitely not invested in working there. He's your classic rich boy in that he has like a high level position, but doesn't do anything and barely shows up. And is pretty much just a general douche to everybody. But he's also passionate about his health, as in he's like monitoring his eating, he exercises all the time, and he's training for an Ironman triathlon. And currently, his live-in girlfriend, shout out to Hallmark queen, Jen Lilly, his current girlfriend is fed up with this consistent monitoring because he's also monitoring her and, like, getting shady about who she is as a person. So she gets fed up, as she should, and leaves him. So the same day that his girlfriend leaves him, Joel's sister, who actually runs the company, sends Joel out on assignment to New Mexico to find the next like trendy food idea like the next um i don't know crunch wrap or gordita yes um and joel is pissed about this because a he claims to not like mexican food which i posit is because he thinks taco bell is mexican food but we'll deal with that at another time and b 
even if he did like Mexican food, he is, you know, being a neurotic health nut person. So he's not eating anything even remotely, like tangentially unhealthy, like dairy or fat. So, you know, Mexican food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he can't get out of this. So he goes off on the dreaded road trip. And to Joel's surprise, he does actually find some food that he is like, whoa, that's actually pretty good. Um, But it's not really fast food adaptable. Like he finds a a soup, but you can't really do soup. No. Um, But then he stumbles upon a foodie tour and he decides to follow them to find the best food in the area. And that leads him to Javiera's. Javiera. Javiera is a phenomenal chef. She uses her family's secret green chili they've been cultivating for generations to make her dishes extra special. And people come from all over to try her food. Uh, So she makes a great number of different dishes, but she has this one special signature dish that she only makes once a week. And sometimes not even that. Like, it's, like, completely on a whim. Um, But uh, it's kind of what she's famous for. It's her signature dish. So Javier and Joel get off on the wrong foot when he shows up because he pretends to be on this foodie tour and then acts like she didn't, like, make enough food for him when she's like, I don't make mistakes like that. So she kicks him out. But on his way out of town, it turns out that Joel's car gets impounded because he has a sabotaging assistant back at headquarters who conveniently did not renew his license. So the car gets towed. So he's stuck in town. So Joel needs a conditional license to get his car back, which requires the DA to sign off on something. Uh, But... The DA is out of town for a week on a fishing trip. So Joel is essentially stuck in town, um, disliked by the owner of the only restaurant. (laughs) So he is going to starve to death. Um, But he sees Javiera and her boyfriend, Kevin, who runs the foodie tour, discussing, like, actually making their, like, thing like a legal collaboration. And he offers to look over the contract for Javiera in exchange for a meal. Um, And when he does so, uh, he, A, finds out he likes her Mexican food, like, a shit ton. Um, And he finds some things that are troubling in the contract, such as it not being a 50-50 partnership. Um, uh, And Kevin is getting, you know, more of the... The pot, um, which doesn't seem fair. Uh, so Javiera starts to warm up to Joel and kind of think maybe he's not the worst person in the world. Plus, Javiera's mother is quite pro-Joel, as <laughs> is her young daughter, Sophia. So in order to get along in the town, even for the week, Joel really realizes he needs to integrate himself. So he goes to a small saints festival, which is kind of like a local color party, if you will. Um, There's food and dancing and most importantly, cervezas. (laughs) And apparently the town Villanueva is um, 
pretty high in altitude. So I guess when you try to get hammered, it happens real fast. So Joel has a few beers and he gets hammered. Um, And he needs a ride to the place that he's staying. And Sophia, being the sweet daughter that she is, offers Joel a ride, um, much to Javier's dismay. But turns out Joel is so drunk that he can't get out of the car. (laughs) And he ends up sleeping there and spending the night. And he sleeps late enough that Javiera is forced to bring him with her when she goes to the secret chili field that she like is harvesting in the morning. Um, so he wakes up, sees the secret chili field, and goes to help her because he knows something about harvesting, actually. Um, his grandfather used to be a farmer, and her grandfather was also somewhat of a farmer, like cultivating these chili seeds. So they find some common ground to plant their friendship in. So Joel asks Javier to accompany him to dinner in Santa Fe. Um, He hasn't really told her what brought him to town in the first place, but, you know, his secret mission is to keep drying dishes. Um, And he has no car. And he sort of figures, like, hey, what's the big deal? Like, she can scope out the competition. Uh, I need a friend. I don't want to go to dinner by myself if I don't have to anyway. Um, but they're both very clear with each other, with everyone around them, that this is not a date. So at the restaurant, Javiera explains that she actually used to own a fancy restaurant like the one they're in uh, with her ex-husband, but he felt threatened by her talent as a chef, and he cheated on her. And then the server comes over to give the specials, and Javiera hears one of her own creations – Um, her own cooking creations, and has a meltdown. Um, Starts, you know, she leaves the table, she starts crying and screaming at the kitchen staff and feeling like the worst kind of betrayed, as makes total sense, no judgment. Um, And, you know, The way it's presented, you would think it was her ex that stole her dish, but it's not. It's actually one of the tourists from the foodie tour. Um, And so in order to feel better, um, Javiera and Joel go to a bar to get drunk again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Trying not to worry about their uh, ride home with the drinking, but whatever. Don't think about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's a movie. Whatever. Um, but So at the bar, Javiera kisses Joel. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, technically she has a boyfriend, but we know that he sucks, and she's kind of constantly always saying, we're not together, maybe, whatever. But then shitty boyfriend Kevin shows up at the bar with another woman. So he's, like, officially shitty. It's great. Javiera breaks up with both him and their partnership, so it was really good that she didn't sign anything yet, and immediately gets with Joel. Because you know, one One kiss kiss means forever. forever. So, now that they've kissed and forever is starting, Joel and Javiera go back to the cafe, and they do the most intimate thing you can possibly do, which is cook together. (laughs) so joel and javiera are totally playing house at this point and loving it they're like really into their week-long relationship um but joel's sister 
is calling and being like, uh, what are the updates? What are your new ideas? What's going on? And also, Joel is going to be able to get his car back soon. So Joel is dodging his sister's calls. And he wants his car back because he's not like totally crazy. But he doesn't want to leave. And he's finding, you know, meaning in his life now Mm -hmm. that he's with this woman and her daughter all the time. Um, But, you know, he still has not told them why he came to town. And so, inevitably, disaster strikes. First, his sister and the sabotaging assistant who has been promoted now show up to do the dirty work of stealing from Javiera themselves. Then, an old commercial he did for Tortilla Hut comes on the television, um, and that's on. it's on in the kitchen, and Javiera and her staff see it, proving that he is not who he says he is. And so, like, even when he says, like, I wasn't going to steal from you, she's like, I don't really believe you because clearly that was your initial intent. Um, and while Joel is able to stop his sister from, like, stealing the dish out, like, the signature dish of Javiera's out in a Tupperware, um, you know, unfortunately food can't be copyrighted so you know his sister can just remember the taste and you know the food science can still have that happen (laughs) um and javiera kicks him out so back in la joe is super depressed he does that you know part of the movie where you stop sleeping well and you don't go to work and you don't eat right and you don't exercise um, and Javiera is also feeling super sad, it's like so sad she's not making her signature green chili sunrise dish, which is upsetting for everybody because everybody wants to eat it. Um, so weeks go by and Tortilla Hut has come up with a chili sauce that is based on Javiera's. So um, like Hannah said, they tried to food science their way into figuring out the genetic composition of these special like generational chilies. And Joel is kind of heartbroken about it at the meeting. But when he tastes it, he realizes that Javiera and her chilies can never be replicated. And she doesn't need to worry now because Tortilla Hut will never be more than a cheap imitation. And so he feels so excited by this, he quits. So back in Via Nueva, um, Sophia is also sad that Joel is gone. She she picked him as her new daddy. Um, so she comes up with the childlike plan to get him back, which includes stealing a truck and driving herself to L.A. Um, and it is very important to say, Sophia, there is no possible way she's more than 10. Like, yes. This is a full-on child. Um, but she doesn't know, obviously, that Joel is coming back. But he had to give the company car back when he quit. So he is biking the 900 miles <laughs> to New Mexico. And when he arrives, exhausted, he expresses his love for Javiera and Sofia. But that's basically the moment when Sofia decides to leave because she doesn't know that he's there. And it's a little, you know, comedy of errors right. moment. Um, so luckily, 
Joel and Javier are only about a minute or two behind Sophia. They, like, see the car going away, and they're like, no, stop. Um, Sophia is, like, a unsurprisingly a bad driver, but she's got great taste in driving tunes because she's listening to, like, not Britney Spears like I used to in high school, so whatever. Um, but then Sophia runs off the road while trying to avoid hitting tur- a turtle, which is the best animal, so you can't hit them. Um, and Javier's car runs out of gas, so Joel grabs Sophia's bike out of the back, starts chasing the runaway car, and then when the terrain gets to be too much, he ditches the bike and starts running. But then the car has gone into the river and sweeps Sophia away, so now Joel, who has been training for his Ironman for this reason, so now he bikes, he runs, and now he swims to go get Sophia out of the water and rescues her as a man who has learned to love will do. So now that Joel has saved her daughter's life, Javiera's anger is like just gone. She's like, I don't need to be mad at the man uh, that I was going to forgive at some point. He, he just did the best thing. So they kiss again and they're officially, officially together forever. Yada, yada, yada. Everybody's happy. Life is good. And then we get one year later, they're married. <laughs> they have expanded the cafe to cover breakfast smoothies with chili in them. I don't know how I feel about this, but it's fine. Um, Joel has a small law practice because there's no lawyers in town. And they are expecting a child. A baby. So, a baby. A baby. Very, like, they're expecting a baby, like, tomorrow. Yeah. She is stupid pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we have proof that first kiss really did spell forever. Hooray! They certainly ordered their love off the menu. <laughs> Um, before we start our what the fuck moments, Hannah, I I feel Mm -hmm. like it's important and I don't know if you you, you caught this, but in the fine history of When Kiss Means Forever, I need to point out the opening song because (laughs) sometimes they're real gems. And I know you, I know you must have noticed this if you didn't notice like the lyrics of the song, but it's called Chili's Our Love, sung by Santino Fontana. Santino Fontana. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Yeah, I, I was definitely sitting there. I was like, I recognize Santino's voice. I know that's Santino. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I just I just wanted to like tell our listeners about this song because it's basically Mexican food's answer to like, baby, it's cold outside or you say potato, I say potato. So it's Santino Fontana and some chick. I don't think it's um, I don't think Javiera. It's either. Yeah. But some of the lyrics are, Don't start a fight. What good would that be? There's no shaking this loyalty. Chili's. Chili's I love. love. But the, also, <laughs> the, way, the way it's sung, my brain wants it to be, Baby, baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so true. It's, it's a very similar sounding tune. 
So do you have any like pressing like what the fuck moments? Because I've got a couple things that are worth talking about, but other things that are kind of applause worthy for this movie. You know, I feel like this movie is such a roller coaster of things that happen. Right. And in the context of the movie, there's not a ton of what the fuck. Other than just the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but like, you know, what they do is crazy, but it's just crazy because normal people wouldn't do that. In the scope of the movie, it's not that crazy. Um, Yeah. You know, like, you know, I did make a note. I was like, oh, he hates Mexican food, so he must start this movie as a trash person because – like what terrible human is going to be like Mexican food as a whole is not good <laughs> true Mexican food is delicious Mexican and actually food is delicious sometimes um yeah it's like watching this movie I was hungry recording this podcast right now I'm getting hungry yes the like the way this movie photographs this food oh my god is delightful <laughs> it's food porn it is full-on food porn. it is like at the beginning of the movie when you first meet Sophia like she says like oh like you know you used to not be able to eat the, or you used to not eat these things but now you're eating sweet potato and kale and beets and she so she makes this like dish with all of those things with an egg on top and it's just like that's like my favorite food it's perfect yeah. also when they cook together and they make like uh what I kind of started to think of as like Mexican shepherd's pie. Yeah. Like I mean you you just want to put a fork in it and eat it. Like you don't want a plate. Don't like don't don't waste your time with that shit. No. Like, like I, it came out and I was like I want some though. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean the food in this is oh. Now I have to stop recording so I can eat food. Damn it. <laughs> not gonna do it though i am hungry some other things that i liked that this movie did right um i kind of want to say kudos to the art director for just like so the beginning of the movie when everything is like stark and he's not a good guy and everything's filmed like gray and like Mm -hmm. uh whatever like really like stark um jen lily is yellow everything is yellow she's like has this yellow coffee maker she has this really cute yellow coffee mug and then later on when she's leaving him she has a yellow suitcase a yellow bag her yellow coffee cup and she's wearing yellow and it was just kind of cool to me because Javiera's kitchen is also a lot of tones of yellow and very sunshiny and bright so I like that they connected those things and I just wanted to say holla yeah um, uh, another thing that I really like about this movie is some of the connect, like the, the small little detailed connections that they make throughout the script. Like they answer that question that they never answer in movies like this as to why the kids are not in school. Like they make mm-hmm. up really great excuses as to why <laughs> Sophia is never in school. <laughs> they right. call it out. Like, she's full on asked multiple times. It's not even like, like a one, aren't you supposed to be in school? It's like. Two or three times, yeah. they're like, "Why aren't you in school?" It's a it's a straight up it's a straight up bit. This movie has a lot of bits. Um, yeah. But the last thing that I really kind of love, and I guess I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because it's sort of 
I need to talk about it with the kiss meter. But so Joel actually did take this pepper um, the, to do the whole food science thing. Like he was going to steal it. But then like Sophia comes in like while he's stealing this pepper, he hides it in his coat pocket. Um, she doesn't see it, but she gives him this little talisman for like luck on date with mom. And he puts it in the same coat pocket. And so, like, you know, dinner happens, the bar happens, the kiss happens, and the whole time I'm feeling uncomfortable because they're really hitting it off, but he still has this, like, stolen pepper in his in his pocket. But then you mm-hmm. come to find out that he threw the pepper away before the date even started. Like, because there's yeah. this homeless, there's this, like, homeless person that he sees in the parking lot, and then you see later that this homeless person's eating that pepper, so you know that he threw it away at a certain time. And it's kind of, like, details like that this movie has throughout that I think is just really, it's good script writing, even if, like, the actual actor behavior in the mostly beginning of this movie is bonkers bananas, and you're like, humans don't act like this. I can yeah. kind of forgive it for some of these details. Yeah, I, right. He, like, th- he's such a trash person at the beginning of this movie. And uh, also his assistant is a caricature yeah. of a scheming assistant. Like, you know, it, it, like the assistant is basically on the phone being like, I thought I could be like VP by now or, you know, you know, I, I thought this would be an easy gig to get me to that because he would never be here or whatever right right so Um, that's all i kind of wanted to say like yeah we could we could talk about like all of the weird human behavior and that's like my what the fuck throughout is normal human reaction yeah they they, also speaking of weird human behavior this movie has a lot of hitting (laughs) it does (laughs) like like there are two separate punch in the face moments which I'm like I'm sorry like people generally don't punch other people in the face that often it's it's a pretty rare thing and and provoked as little as like this was provoked yeah um anywho um should we go into Hallmark Hallmarks we can, yes. Um, I just remembered that I don't think we said – I just wanted to also point out because when, when you and I were planning this mo- – watching this movie, I watched the wrong movie first. And I was like – and you were like, yeah, but he – I can't believe he bikes from L.A. to New Mexico. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Oh, I haven't watched this movie yet. Wait, whatever. And so because you said that, I was like, you know what? I think Hannah's probably going to do this. But just in case she doesn't, I want to see how long it takes to bike – from L.A. to Vila Nueva, New Mexico. Yep. And it said it was like 74 hours. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, so it's it's about 900 miles. Um, a good biker, you know, like somebody who's like really working at it. He could, he, I mean, 200 miles in a day is a lot, but it's doable. And, you know, he's motivated, so... But he doesn't have any other clothes. <laughs> he doesn't have... He doesn't have anything with him. He does Does he... I don't even know if he has water. He is... He's a crazy person. Yeah. Um, so, but, like, you know, it's... If this is a four to five day trip. Yeah. You know, easily. But when you're in love... 
You can do anything. <laughs> I probably wouldn't do that for Billy. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no. No. I'd get I'm on sorry. a plane. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'll rent a car, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hallmark Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. Uh, we have a precocious child. The most precocious stealing cars. Stealing cars. Um, he doesn't want to go into the family business. Uh, a guy with money has to learn the value of love and work <laughs> and humility. <laughs> That's well said. Love, work, and humility. Done and done. Um, the current boyfriend sucks and only loves her for her professional potential. Uh, we have a big city guy and a small town girl. True. Uh, we seem to have plots about needing to get the car back before they can leave. A bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about that that much, but that happens a lot. Um, if they get the car back at all, because sometimes they forget about it and leave it in the middle of Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you didn't listen to that episode, that means nothing to you. It's fine. <laughs> um, we have deception. Deception. <laughs> and on piggybacking on top of deception, this was a recent one of like – actively doing the type of deception that you see in action like where my head is is her recipe gets stolen and while you're actively yeah. like tasked with stealing her recipe right right like she doesn't say like this is a deal breaker but her actions yes. convey Quite. this is a deal breaker <laughs> um we have sabotaged by the assistant yes we have stargazing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we have a festival. A festival? <laughs> the King's Festival. The Saints Festival. <laughs> um, you can't have a cooking scene without spoon standing while you're cooking together. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have a, it's not a date, date. <laughs> yes. Um, we have the uh she doesn't know who I really am, kind of plot point. <laughs> right. Um, and also uh, going off of your spoon standing, just sexy cooking in general. Truth. Just we we got to be sexy cooking. We got to be sexy cooking. We'll talk a little bit about I – I, I talk about that sexy a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, we've got to get into the sexy cooking. <laughs> I have thoughts about the sexy cooking. A signature necklace she has oh, um, it was kind of I a late that. catch but it's like this chain and then the chain has this like curved bar underneath it so it looks like a little hmm. boat and it's pretty oh uh and we have a one year later hello yeah they must have gotten married really fast because like one year later and she's about to have that baby yeah well just as a little piece maybe the da did it hey <laughs> gone fishing <laughs> And, like, clearly he's burned all bridges with everyone he knows. So it's – they just need the town there. That's true. I'm sure, it's fine. <laughs> she can do the cooking. It, it, this seems like an easy wedding to put together to me. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Just do it on one of the feasts, St. Feast Day, and you got your food yeah. in the town. Yeah. We're done. Done. Uh, pretty parade. Uh, well, you kind of touched on my pretty parade in that um, I just thought – the shot of Jen Lily at the K 
kitchen island with her yellow mug and her yellow coffee maker in her yellow smock thing with her yellow bag and her yellow suitcase was just really cool. I just really liked it. Me too. Also, I just thought the yellow coffee maker was adorable. It really was a cute coffee maker. Like, it was I like a cute it. coffee maker. Um, and I was like, I, when he put it away, because coffee is bad for you, apparently. Which it's not. We know it's not if you don't drink too much of it. Right. Um. The... Like, I was like, but wouldn't you just want that out on your counter? Because it looks so cute. <laughs> it didn't match his, like, sparse aesthetic. That is true. The clinical look. Um, Speaking of yellow things, um, because Javier's kitchen is, like, mostly, like, yellow palleted. Um, Javier's kitchen had these really pretty windows painted in, like, the restaurant. Like, there were these, like, tiny little things. And each pane was painted in this sort of Mexican colorful style and i just i thought it was so pretty i loved it yeah i I thought her restaurant was really cute yeah like it looked like a nice place to eat i would go there i would definitely go there across the universe across the universe um i just think you know we just got to call out jen lily being part of this world yeah non-hallmark movie and she's there that was a mm-hmm. nice surprise. I was really excited. I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> um, I have like one small one and then a, kind of a fun little across our universe. Okay. Um, he's, he says at one point he's from Irvine, California. And I was like, is that next to West Covina? <laughs> it's not, but that's cute. I know. But it, it thought about it. Um, but this movie also really reminded me. Um, so let me paint this picture. So we have a movie about a big name, thinly veiled parody business. So Tortilla Mm -hmm. Hut is pretty thinly Mm -hmm. veiled in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and they want to find an authentic twist to make their brand more better with food science. So they send (laughs) their like probably ill-equipped slash dorky employee who is like super out of their league to a Spanish speaking area where they fall in love with a, with the flavor and the culture and the person who like farms these things and creates stuff out of it and they have lots and lots and lots of sex so (laughs) basically this movie is exactly the same formula as cup of love (laughs) you know what is that just made me think of so um this goes well into our new and noteworthy um because my new and noteworthy or one of them is that this movie has premarital sex like they are definitely sleeping together and i think cup of love they didn't sleep together but they i don't think we've seen a movie where they got closer than they did in cup of love that's true they got down and dirty yeah like like they they got interrupted they like it it was it was not a this is inappropriate because we don't believe in premarital sex this was a like oops the building's on fire They're they're more in the they these people are more in the mindset of like one kiss means tonight kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there is nothing wrong with that. Um so we are in new and noteworthy land now, yes? Yeah. Let's continue yeah. talking about sexiness. Um sexiness. Do we have to talk about the sexy cooking? We do, because I have never seen a sexy cornflake dance before. <laughs> 
Okay, I feel like we need to discuss, like, paint paint this picture because it is. I I would I would posit that this is the most memorable scene in the movie. It is also maybe the most insane because you're like, why is this happening? I'm uncomfortable. I don't think I should be here. I don't. This is not for my consumption. <laughs> yeah, like, should I turn this like, off? This, this this show is not for me. This is for him. I am not supposed to be here. Um, so they're they are playing chopped in their in their little uh, cafe. In that, like, she challenges him to pick like weird ingredients, and they'll make a food. Yeah, uh, combine them all. Um, and one of the things that he pulls out is cornflakes. And so she is like, okay, we're going to use them essentially as like bread crumbs on top of this shepherd's pie kind of thing that I'm making. Uh, No problems with any of this so far. So what does she do to make the cornflakes no longer cornflake shaped? She does the weirdest thing I've ever seen somebody decide like, it's such a weird choice. She lays down a towel on the floor. And then she, like, dance, pours out cornflakes onto the towel. And then she takes the second towel and puts them over the cornflakes like they are a baby. (laughs) And then she does, like, salsa on top of them. (laughs) Yeah, she does her, like, like a sexy dance to crush up the cornflakes. Crunch, 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 crunch. So weird. Hey, you know what? What's funny about this moment is like literally the day before I watched this movie, Billy and I, I was describing to Billy how back in the day when I used to make, when I used to eat chicken, my mom and I Mm -hmm. would make like healthy fried chicken by Mm -hmm. rolling pin in a plastic bag, special K, to make them like little like breadcrumbs. And then you'd cover the chicken and you'd bake it and it was healthier. And so then when I saw this, I was like, huh. That's one way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If that's what you're trying to do, it seems like the weirdest choices. Also, I don't know. Like, there's something. I mean, maybe maybe you need to really like feet. I just don't really want my feet or anyone else's feet that close to my food. I realize it was between towels, but... I hear it's very close. I do hear that, and sure, it's going into an oven, it'll probably kill anything. But I absolutely feel the same. Yeah, just like I don't need that. Thanks. Um, that was all of my new and noteworthy. Did you have anything else? Um, I just had one quick thing, um, which you know, shout out to this movie for doing that. They speak Spanish. Yeah, in this movie, like. Spanish is clearly the language that her mother speaks as a first language. And I, it sounded to me like it was her first language, too. But I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But, like, when she has her meltdown in the restaurant and goes to scream at the kitchen staff, she does so completely in Spanish. And that felt very true to the character, to me. I agree. It and, was actually kind of a fun moment. I liked it. So my supporting shout out is her mom. Aww. Because her mom's awesome. Uh her mom seems like the kind of older lady I want to grow up to be one day who just like wants what's best for her family, clearly. But like 
is not blind and can make things like, ooh, that that boy's hot. You should you should date that one. Yeah. Um and also has like a best friend to be like gossipy with. <laughs> and it's really cute with the two of them like talking on the phone all the time, even though they basically like can see each other from their windows. I loved that moment. <laughs> they were like they were like talking on the phone and then like she hangs up and then the woman steps into frame. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, you know, it's it's like the best friend who's also your neighbor. It was so very cute. cute. And, you know, and like she's not looking for a man. Like it, it seems like she had a bad relationship too. But like is also like, yeah, you. I don't care if you want to be with this person forever or not. But I think like you might want to have some sex. So have fun. Like just – just really a good like fun character. Yeah, I, I I would I would absolutely agree with you. I, I thought she was cute, and I also did you have a su- my supporting shout out is Sophia because they gave her like the best lines, like kind of classic comedy Groucho Marx esque kind of things, and mm-hmm. her her um chemistry with with Santino Fontana was just so cute, like as terms of like dad and kid thing kind of like paper moon almost like the way they bantered with each other it was pretty cute yeah yeah i like that they were like they started almost like friends totally <laughs> like he, he sophia was the person that he was like well at least i have one friend because <laughs> i am so sick i'm gonna go on this tangent i am so sick of like the kids of these people being these angelic little creatures and they're either angelic or scheming and it's always mm-hmm. about getting the other with the parent right but with in mm-hmm. this case i feel like sophia was like just genuine genuinely a curious and funny kid who is making a friend and yeah she was like ooh, you want you're gonna want to date with my mom here here's a good luck charm kind of yeah thing. right but like you almost got the impression that it was she was like oh my gosh my mom can date my friend yes, exactly as opposed to like i've picked this man out for my mom and i will be friends with it it just yeah it felt it felt more organic <laughs> that she liked him and then was like i'm cool with you dating my mom i don't know why but like i watched the end of this movie and i'm like that's a boy baby happening and I it made me sad because I was like I just want this man to be in a house full of women like all the time is it a boy baby happening do they say that I don't think they tell us I think my brain just went well it's a boy baby you know as as things happen you know just like I knew my nephew was going to be a boy baby and I was just like it's a boy baby I don't know like my my gut was like oh it's a boy but I really hope I'm wrong. And it's a girl. And he just, he is in a world of females. Like strong, feisty Latinas. I would like that as well. Yeah. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. Okay. So there's a lot of kisses in this. So I, I rated kisses. the first kiss. And then I just mm-hmm. like didn't rate the rest because it was kind of all similar so i don't know how yeah i i have i have the first kiss and then blanket great kisses blanket kisses okay so i called the first kiss the drunk kiss because they're at the bar and 
I think the kiss itself is cute enough um, in that they're, they seem like excited to do it. They're into each other, blah, blah, blah. It leads to the sexy cooking. But I only can give it a seven. And I only can give it a seven because it makes me uncomfortable. And it makes me uncomfortable because, A, there is some, like, drunk things happening, which, you know, just, like, slightly worried, but it's fine. But she's also technically still with her boyfriend. Like, you don't know at that point that Santino has gotten rid of the pepper, mm-hmm. so it feels sleazy. Yeah. And... It's just sort of, like, weird. You know, it's, like, a little bit uncomfortable. And you're like, I don't know if I should be here. I don't know if this is appropriate. I completely agree. I I called this the tequila kiss. um, And Mm -hmm. I also gave it a seven. um, Because I agree, like, if you don't think about anything, I love that it kind of came out of nowhere and it was really kind of hot. They just seemed to kiss good together. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I knocked off points because the people at the bar start cheering when it happens, which is just Ugh. the worst. And I agree with you. Like, I, I kind of felt like nothing that was setting this up was a good idea or was ethical. Um, boyfriend, Pepper like stealing from her the fact she like the kid likes her i don't and that she was drunk um and and upset that she wasn't like in the head in the right headspace to be kissing him yeah but Mm -hmm. you know sometimes when you're drunk and upset you just really want to kiss someone so i'm not going to take that away from her no no (laughs) you know that's why it's not lower yeah but you know it's just like i feel like if you didn't have all this baggage on the kiss it would be a higher rated kiss i would agree um, How about the rest of them? The rest of them, I gave eights. They they're fine. Yeah. Just just like this fine. Yeah, I'd say they they just they kiss good. Yeah. <laughs> they really like I enjoy watching them kiss. They seem to have really great chemistry, mm-hmm. really nice passion. So eights all around. Eights all around. Ocho. Solid solid performance. Respectable. <laughs> So, Katie, would you watch this movie? Yeah, I would. I'm going to go ahead and say, sure, watch this one. I I have to honestly say that I thought the beginning was like super bonkers bananas and a little uneven. And I didn't understand certain motivations or even like plot turns, Mm -hmm. like how people were operating was a little bit bad theater, Mm -hmm. bad staging. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was super cute and like the script writers deserve a lot of kudos for the thought they put into it in certain ways and I always love a good food movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would Yum. I, I'm I would agree with you. I think I've seen this movie now like three times. Oh nice. And I, I agree. Like there is definitely like a uneven unevenness about parts of it. And like you know, it's even this movie where I'm like you know, you don't need to see all of it. Like, just start it like 10 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's good. Just just begin it at the same day. Yeah. Yeah. If, once you get past like the first bit where you're like, this character is just terrible and he's not redeemable. Um, once he gets stuck in town and he starts making like and he starts making mean but funny quips. Then you're like, okay, and then he makes friends with Sophia, and you're like, this is fun. I like all of these characters. 
then then it gets to be a fun movie and it's enjoyable. Agreed. Yeah. Done and done. Yeah. That was off the menu. Happy Earth Day, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Earth Day. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Cuatro. I will miss Jessica Waters forever. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yay, Cinco de Cuatro. May the 4th be with you. Yes. Happy Star Wars Day. What an exciting time. (laughs) (laughs) End of April, early May. What all these things that are happening? And it's not too hot and it's not too cold. And all you need is a light <laughs> <My> jacket. jacket. <laughs> it's the perfect date. <laughs> and that's in three days. So on April 25th. So enjoy, guys. <laughs> so uh, we are uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook uh, at one kiss means forever. One and four are the numerals. We tweet out the new movies. So uh, come follow along with us if you're watching, if you're not watching, and want to know our takes. I, I think I think we're funny. <laughs> yes. And if you have any delicious Mexican food recipes that are also vegetarian, you can email them to us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on the logo. Yeah. And I'm hungry now, so I could use those. Thanks. Yum. <laughs> uh, and as always, thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. Uh, you can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And see you in a couple weeks. Thank you and good night. Bye-bye. Or good day. Or g- goodbye. Buenas noches. <laughs> Te adoro, Anton. <laughs> Very nice, Katie. Very nice. <laughs>